0: Hey there, I'm Katie Cosgrove. I'm a certified trauma support specialist, an expert in grief, and your host of Grief is Good. I've gone through so much death and loss that it has transformed my life in an incredible way. Now I advocate for having a good death and loving your grief. I'm here to talk to you today, not about how grief causes sadness and depression, but how we can choose to welcome sorrow into our lives and weave a beautiful story with it. Thank you for being here and welcome to the show there and welcome to the inaugural episode of grief is good. I'm your host Katie. I'm so excited that you're here and that we get to talk about all things grief and death and sorrow and pain and beauty and uh, love. It's just my favorite topic in the whole world. So, I'm glad you're here. Thanks for chiming in. Um today, I just kind of want to tell you a little bit about my story and what brought me here to this point and how grief really helped me overcome all kinds of crazy things like imposter syndrome, depression, anxiety. I know it sounds kind of backwards because grief causes a lot of those things, but for me, my grief pulled me out of the hole and and helped me see the beauty in life. And so my story starts when I was about 15 years old. I lost my dad um, to encephalitis of the brain, which was really hard because honestly, as a 15-year-old, you're you're young enough where people are still kind of treating you like a kid, but you're old enough where people think that you can handle it like an adult. And it's just this like weird gray area of nobody knows how to talk to you. And your peers don't know how to talk to you. Your teachers don't know how to talk to you. Your family doesn't know how to talk to you. So I just kind of went through it. um, And I, I was a people pleaser as I talk about in another episode. So I didn't really get a lot of help like with my grief because i was too scared to talk about it and i was too scared to make people uncomfortable so what happened is i spent 5 years not talking about my dad after he died and that was really hard for me because my dad was my favorite person in the world and i i was really struggling with him being gone from this plane but it was just it was just really sad that i wasn't talking about him and then when i was Any, every age after that until I was 21, I lost another person or a pet. So it ended up with a lot of compound grief and a lot of like grief that just had built up over time that I that turned into so many different things that affected my daily life. And that was it was a difficult it was a difficult time in my life because not only are you going through that, but you're going through transitioning to college, you're going through making new friends, you're losing your high school identity and all of that, all of those friendships and everything that comes in with that. So it was just really, it was a weird time in my life. And I remember feeling like I was in survival mode all the time. And I went through a couple of traumatic things. I had been sexually assaulted and that was really hard. That happened right after my dad died. And it just like, it really took a toll on me and my mental health. So I, when I was about 20, 21, I started to realize that I could talk about my dad and I started talking about him again. And and like, delved into it just a little bit, just a tiny bit to to kind of test the waters to see if I could talk about him and see how people reacted. And then I decided I didn't care anymore and that I wanted to talk about him all the time and talk to him. And it became this like really cool thing where I uh, just talked about him constantly and it opened up this whole new world of grief for me. And that that changed my life because grief made me realize that my biggest fear was never going to come true. And that was that I was going to forget about my dad. I, I didn't know it at the time that I was refusing to talk about him, but I wasn't like, it wasn't an active decision. It was just something that I wasn't doing. But Meanwhile, I was so scared that I would forget his voice, the way he loved me, how he laughed, what he did every day, what he smelled like. I was so scared of forgetting all of those things. And once I realized that I hadn't been grieving very well, I um, I opened my eyes to the fact that grief won't let you forget. And that's why grief is good, because grief lets us remember people and remember things and keep those those memories close to our heart and that's really great and it made me so happy once I realized that because I realized my biggest fear of my dad losing my dad was never going to happen that he was always always in my heart and I know people say that to me when people pass away but it never really sunk in until then it never sunk in until I I, I, op- I experienced this kind of transformation in my grief path and that was really incredible and I recommend kind of exploring your grief and opening it back up because you might have missed things and you might have be able to find new healing and I'll talk about this in a future episode about healing doesn't have to come right after you lose somebody like healing can come 15 years down the road but yeah, it was just really great. And so that led me into my mid-20s when I started to talk about my dad a little bit more. And realized that I had never grieved him properly, and so I started to kind of explore my grief. I started to write letters. I started to pretend what my grief was an object, like what it looked like, what it felt like. Um, that's a really great exercise if you don't know what your grief is, or if you feel like you haven't grieved, or maybe you feel numb. Just imagine that your grief is in your hands, and. How heavy is it, first of all? Is it really heavy? Is it really light? Is it sharp? Is it round? Is it smooth? Is it bumpy? Is it? Does it have a texture to it? Does it have a smell to it? Put it up to your face. Does it feel good against your face, nice and cool, or is it warm? You know, how big is it? Can you even pick it up? Sometimes you can't pick it up. Sometimes it's a big charcoal block sitting out in the backyard that feels like the size of a maple tree. And it's a great exercise to kind of open up your mind to what your grief is feeling like and how to tap into that and how to tap into the soul of yourself and and really start to practice self-awareness so that you can explore these different modalities in, in grief and explore the beauty that you can find within your grief like I did. And so I have always been interested in death. I when I was in college, I actually picked up a major in religious studies because I was so interested in different death rituals and different afterlife theories that I wanted to explore that professionally. And I thought I was going to be this big religious studies photojournalist and I was going to document crazy rituals all over the world. And that didn't happen. Obviously, I'm here recording a podcast in the US and I don't photograph really anymore, but um, that was my dream. And so I learned a lot about death rituals and Caitlin Doughty, she kind of changed my life too with her book, From Here to Eternity, which is all about different rituals all over the world. And it opened up my eyes to that there's not one way to grieve and there's not one way to experience death and wonder about the afterlife, that there's all kinds of theories and and rituals and experiences out there that can really alter your perspective on things in a great way and give you a little bit of um, challenge to why you do things the way that you do. And even if you don't change anything you do, it's just helpful to know like I'm set. I'm set. I'm good. I like the way that I grieve. It's how I operate. I like my death rituals. I like this opportunity that I have to experience that love that I've lost and um, the love that's transforming. So anyway, so I have always been interested in death and in the past couple of years have kind of explored this idea of a death doula. And I signed up for this class called The Best Three Months with Gabby Jimenez, which I can't recommend enough. She's an incredible teacher and she is an amazing coach Um, and that class walks you through how to prepare for the last three months of your life. And no, I'm not actively dying, but it's a great class for anybody that's willing to kind of explore themselves and wants to get their stuff together because you never know when you're going to die. And the more prepared you are, the easier it is on your family. And honestly, the easier it is on yourself because you know that you've done all that you wanted to do. And that's what I really want to get into today. That's the meat of the episode is that we did this deathbed exercise where you imagine you're on your deathbed and the doula comes in and you it's an experience with the doula how you feel and things like that but um one of the questions she asked when we first were quote-unquote laying on our deathbed was how do you feel knowing that you're dying wow what a question (laughs) and that i had such a visceral reaction to it i remember getting hot and my body tensing up and feeling like i was appalled almost and i couldn't handle that idea and i could just kept thinking no i'm not ready to die i haven't written a book i don't have a family i haven't gotten married i haven't been to asia and all of these crazy things popped in my mind like i haven't done these things yet i i need to check more stuff off the list and so i woke up from that exercise and realized that I want to follow my passion, and I started pursuing becoming an end-of-life doula, and now I'm in the middle of my classes. I'm in a a practicum, so by the start of 2024, I'll be a practicing death doula, which is an incredible journey, and I'm so excited, and I, I think that I can bring a lot of good to the world, but it really opened my eyes thinking about death and grief that I could help people and that I had a purpose and a mission in life. And not everyone will find their mission in grief and death, and that's not what I'm suggesting, but I'm saying that grief allows us to kind of reflect on what is the most important thing in our life, right? So it makes you think about, wow, what really matters today? And wow, that person left and I never told them I loved them or um, i didn't tell them i love them enough or i didn't tell them xyz and it changes how we interact with people because we we can use that regret to fuel how we operate and how we interact with other people in a, in a really great way and so i'm experiencing this right now actually i just i had a loss this year i lost my dog and um I, it made me reevaluate re- my relationships in my life. And also I went through the past three months coaching again through my end of life program. And one of the big um, sectors of the program is talking about your relationships and how healthy they are and if there's any regrets there. And I do have a regret. I have one of my best friends for 10 years and we don't talk anymore. And I've been thinking about reaching out to them and kind of making the peace and offering an olive branch sort of deal. But I've been hesitant. And, my, and then my dog died. And I was like, wow, life's short. You know, my dog was not at a dying age, she was only six years old. And it really took me by surprise and it broke my heart. Oh my God, did it break my heart? And it made me realize, like, I don't have the time to spare and what what am I waiting for? So I made a plan and I'm going to extend that olive branch and I'm going to get rid of any regrets that that live there. And it's nothing might come from it, but at least I did it. And at least I can say, okay, I'm at peace now with that relationship. So I packed a lot into this episode, but basically every episode, I'm going to kind of sum it up with a grief is good because, and so today's, uh, lesson I guess is grief is good because it helps us think about our legacy and our legacy is so important because it's what we leave behind for people and what we're known for and we're not going to be remembered for you know how many purses we had or what kind of shoes we wore or our hairstyle well we might be remembered for our style I can't say that but um, we're going to be remembered for how kind we were and how we treated people and what we did for the world. And that's really, really beautiful thing. So grief is good because of that. So I will see you next episode. Thank you for tuning in. I appreciate you, and I hope you're having a good day. See you. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you found some really great information in that episode. If you have a chance and can leave a review on Apple or Spotify, it would be so appreciated and would really help me reach more people in their grieving journey. If you need anything or just want to talk about your grief journey or grief dreams, you can always reach me on email at katie, that's K-A-T-I-E, at griefisgood.com. And don't forget to sign up to our newsletter where we go over tips for grieving, death, information about death doulas, and way more. And you can find that at www.griefisgood.com. See you next time. Bye.